How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I'm Mike here with McLean and Jay, and we got a special guest joining us tonight, Mr. Andy Pope. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Uh, before we get to your background, we do a little segment. What are you drinking? So, do you have any any cocktail? Shring Budweiser. Oh, Budweiser. All right, <laughs> I love it. That's American. Right? Bud heavy. I love it. Jay Bird, what do you have? Over over under how many butt heavies Andy will drink during this during this part? <laughs> I mean uh, I'm gonna say five. I got I'll some mini over. cans in the fridge, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Jay you gotta Bird, keep you a tally. Having? I say five. You keep a tally, let us know at the end. All right. Um, McLean, what what do you got? Uh I am actually I'm gonna mix it up tonight. I don't have my usual. I actually had a friend who was a liquor rep drop some stuff off and he brought me some rum. So I actually have a 10 year Bacardi gold grand reserve uh, rum that I'm actually drinking neat. And uh, it is fantastic, but I will guarantee you I'm going to be switching to Corona lights here. Very, there we go. That's and uh, that's the usual. Yeah. So that, that that will happen. Beer then liquor. Yeah. That's the way to go. Normally it does, but I, I wanted to bring something special just for this segment. I feel like I've just consistently brought the Corona light. So I wanted to hit these guys from a different angle tonight. Yeah, so I uh, got something from the south of the border. I never would have guessed that. All right, Jay. Pinky up. I've got a, uh, actually had a, actually had a delivery at the house. Of the, that sounds terrible. So I, was like, <laughs> I kind of, I got a problem here, but uh, a buddy of mine, Jeff Radcliffe, who's kind of like my bourbon connoisseur, he dropped off, um, a bottle of uh, discontinued Heaven Hill six year. Um, this particular bottle, I think, was discontinued or it was bottled in 2015. Uh, but the actual the, that brand was discontinued in 2018. So, you know, what, what have we? This is a six year old bottle bottled in in or, or six years from 2015. So it's from 29 or 2009. So, yeah, whatever. 13 year old bottle. That's awesome. Uh, All right. I, th- I thought so. That's the first, first the couple sits of that. Jesus, what was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, good. It's good. It sounds delicious. Uh, McLean, what do you, what did you guess that I was drinking earlier? I, I thought when you turned around, I just, I thought I recognized something and it caught me off guard. I was like, wait a second. I know that silhouette. Uh, is that a chrono light I see over there, sir? Uh, it's, it's definitely not. It is. Um, a cacao hemp juice. I am currently on day one fuck? of a five day juice cleanse with my wife. Um, How's that taste? I, it's actually not terrible. Um, there's a slight chance I pass out during this podcast because I'm fucking starving. <laughs> and <should> started this <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I really didn't think this out. Um, yeah. I've I'm allowed to eat raw fruit and vegetables so this is my sixth of six juices today i've had um some grapes and some carrot sticks so so um, tell me what the difference between raw fruit and not raw fruit do you cook well i mean i don't know but i just read in the directions jay <laughs> fruits and vegetables <laughs> i can't have like a salad like with dressing cantaloupe. there's nothing like raw fruit that's it's um or i mean i didn't pull it off the tree let's just say that but <laughs> sure anyways yeah so no drinking for me this week um if i make it to friday with this thing it'll be a miracle um if i make it to friday and not kill anyone it'll be a miracle as well 
So there you go for me. No, no bourbon for me tonight. Sorry. I can't wait for Saturday morning, though. I'm going to have the biggest fucking breakfast that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Shit on the, the juice cleanse. Right? Yeah. So Get some fucking grease and some bacon. You might just keep sausage. going. You never know. You might you might keep going. No, I highly <laughs> doubt it. I'm not quite sure I'm going to make it a Friday. That's like having the liquor shits without any of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not not my best idea, but you know, I usually don't have many good ones. So, all right, Andy, tell us tell us a little about yourself. Tell the, the listeners who are you? Um, who am I? I'm from Chicago area. Born and raised, uh, went and played some college golf at Xavier. Uh, played uh, some Hooters tour after that with your man Jay. I went and played on some national pro tour with the recent Tony Finau Victor bunch on there. Also played that U.S. pro tour back in 06 that we all got burned on. Yeah. Um, that was fun. And then got uh, nationwide status in 2011, I believe. Played nationwide for uh, five years and then um, kind of hung out for two or three years still and then qualified for some U.S. Opens during then and then got nationwide back uh, 1920 or 2021 and um, just lost my card again. So this year I was coaching football and soccer with my kids, which was awesome. Nice. Um, nice. So, yeah, played a lot of golf, got like maybe 120 nationwide events played five us opens a few other tour events tons of hooters events from you know 08 to 011 or 11 i guess it is and uh yeah just been playing golf pretty much five six days a week for the last 20 years since college you know so awesome it's been awesome. awesome it's been a grind it's you know been interesting you know seeing the stuff that's going on in the golf right now is pretty wild so um, still trying to make it as a pro, I guess is what they, people always say, you're still trying to make it, you know, that's like the number one question people ask you like, what's up, man, you still playing, bro? Still chasing you, your dream. It's like, when are you yeah, turning pro? Yeah. When are you turning pro Pope? <laughs> so <laughs> like I've been a pro for 15 years. Like, Oh, I mean like a real pro. That's right. What say. So like yeah, real no, pro. Like, I am a real pro. <laughs> I just, uh, I just played the Florida open like two weeks ago and won. And the, uh, the section pros obviously were pissed. Cause they're like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, what do you mean? I ain't played anywhere. So let me yeah. come on in and play. So yeah, I played good, uh, two weeks ago over in Bradenton. The course was awesome. Um, so yeah, kind of just getting ready to get ready for Q school here. And, uh, I play down at orange tree. I live in Orlando and man, we got a bunch of good groups of guys like we were just talking about before. So there's tons of action kind of all over the place. And Orlando's just got lots of golfers. So with guys getting ready, I was just texting with two dudes that were just saying, hey, man, we're looking for a match. You know, we, we're at Q school as well next month. Like, let's get some weekly matches going. So, um, yeah, that's that's me. That's awesome. Nice. I, I, I miss that. I miss like getting like being down there and like the buzz like of always having a match like every other day it's like almost every day you can get a match if you want to at almost every day at some course down there you're at orange tree yeah i'm at orange tree our men's game our men's it's our men's scratch game i swear is the best game in the country it's three days a week it's you draft a team so we get lots of pros you know rob oppenheim will come play renner lives here with me 
you know, Skip Kendall, Gomez, you'll get six captains, you know, six pros. And then the next thing you know, you got six other kids that are playing great as well, you know, that are playing Canada yeah. or Latin. And then, you know, you got the two, three members that are, you know, badass players. So you get 13 guys into a picking room and now you've yeah. got everybody sorted with their averages and their birdie index. And you're just like, oh, how's Mike playing these days? Ah, you know, pass on him. You know, he's bitching. You know, you pick your team. You go out and play two best ball scratch, all birdies count, shotgun three days a week. And <sighs> it's it's pretty awesome. And then what's yeah, the what's the cash? What's the cash game? What's the nothing entry? crazy? Like forty bucks if you get burned. You know, so it's yeah. reasonable. We're actually talking about upping it, but the side games. You know, there's a million side games. So yeah, we have tons of side as much games. as you want. Yeah, exactly. And then just like you're saying, I mean, there's some guys like I was Kyle Wilshire um, and a buddy just texted me saying, hey, we want to play, you know, $100 NASA, get some juices going. Where are we playing? Let's go. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's fun, man. There's there's action everywhere to be had. And if you can find the right guys, uh, it's super addicting, too. It's like once you get in it and you're good at it, it's like it's, it's hard to it's hard to get out like you, you at Orange Tree. I mean, that place is tight. I mean, it's tough. Golf it one, it's not, if not one of the tightest golf courses in Orlando, but it's in, it's in great shape. I mean, it's a good track and a lot of guys play it, but like Pope at, at orange street, like, I mean, you probably pepper these guys Dude, <laughs> and they're, I'm, I'm sure you play with some young kids that like, who is this guy? Like, oh, hey, yeah. I've been playing for 15 years and I'm going to about to wax your ass here. <laughs> well, it's nice because, you know, guys think it's so tight that they got to hit iron. So I'm pulling out driver and just kind of hitting a little peg down the middle. Like I don't need to hit it far. All of a sudden you've got yeah. the advantage. And it was yeah. funny. I just played in that Florida open. I played with a young kid who was awesome. Gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He goes to uh, ASU and he was hitting driver on some of the tight short ones, you know, where I was wanting to. And I ended up laying back. And we started talking about it. And I said, dude, that's your advantage. If I get to a hole and it's 380 or 400 and, you know, I'm sitting there and Kokrak pulls out a four iron or a hybrid just to bunt it down there to have 130. Well, that's my chance to get it up there to 100 and get yeah. myself lob wedge in my hand. Yeah. So, like, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you got to try to play to your strengths and my strengths yeah. straight because I don't hit it far. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. I, yeah, I'm. I'm Missed the hell out of that. Uh, yeah, being no, down there. It, it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, no, just uh, that's what we got going on down here. Orange Tree's a, a pretty unique place. The membership's awesome. Um, and the greens are just always amazing. So that's that helps. You know, something that we helps. always talk about golf courses. It's like you could have the best golf course in the world. And if the greens are just not in great shape, it's just nobody wants to play it. Everybody in the group's just talking about that the whole time. No one's talking yeah. about, you know, that that's what you remember, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, every, and, every hole you finalize every hole in the green. And when the greens are subpar, that's like you said, that's the last thing that they remember on each hole. Like, Oh man, I don't remember how great, beautiful the, the design of this, this hole was because when I got to the green, they were in such bad shape. I had a 15 footer for birdie. I had no chance. You're like, it just, it's I deflated. swear half the time that was like, that was what you learned playing the mini tours. You didn't realize it. You know, you come out of oh, college, yeah. you're playing some really nice courses. You're going around. These people are treating you amazing. Next thing you know, you're playing in the Alcala open and Ted Potter <laughs> shooting 64 on these sanded greens that you're just like, dude, I can't make anything. I shot 74 with 40 putts, you know, and you're just like, I can't do it. But you just, you know, it's, it's, I think that's what, you know, mini tours teach you the mental grind of, 
uh, you know, letting the game come to you and accept it because God dang, like, you know, you it's know hard, to, hard to explain to a backer, a parent, a friend about how you're, you know, two feet off the green, there's no grass and you're in a pile of sand. <laughs> you know? You're like eight feet from the pin and you made double bogey and they're just like, really? what are you talking about? <laughs> what happened? You're like, well, if you were there, you would know exactly what happened. Yeah. Not for so, Ted Potter. I, I mean, you played a bunch with Ted Potter. I've played a bunch with Ted Potter. Have you ever seen anybody who plays Florida courses, Florida greens better? I mean, he, he is the absolute king. I mean, he would hit putts and you, as soon as he would make contact with the putt, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. He Settle. was the only person back that could the cup. I mean, four footers hitting the back of the cup, popping up, <laughs> dropping in. I mean, he's like, I'm going to make it or I'm going to make the six footer coming back because I'm going to hit it the exact same way. And he would take the chance of it was, three putting from eight feet because he knew he was going to make 75% of them. So it's like, Hey, it's worth it. I'm just going to, Hey, just bangs him in. It's like, it's the most bizarre thing that I've ever seen, but it, it worked. I mean, he dominated the, the Florida, the Florida Hooters tour, this, that winter swing that we used to play in. I mean, he killed it. He killed it. He, uh, I, he's the one guy I always say that, you know, I'm, I'm a die putter and I'm like, try to make the hole as big as possible. Big as you can. You know, and he was the one guy that, my goodness, you're right. He just, I mean, he buried him into the back of the hole. And it's like, what, how many, how long can he keep this up? Well, he can keep it up long enough to go win on the PJ Tour. That's how long he can keep it up. <laughs> Stack a couple million with it. Exactly a lot right. longer than you and me, right? <laughs> so it, it was always impressive. Um, well, that was, you know, when I first got onto that Hooters Tour um, and you start traveling with guys and you're just kind of hanging out and you don't know what the hell's going on. Um I tried to get as close as I could to Ted and Jeff core. Jeff core was winning yeah. and yeah. they would always play these practice rounds and I'd hear about, and, you know, finally I got in through Jesse Hutchins gets me yep. in. And so it's me and Jesse Hutchins and core and Potter. And I mean, I just go get my brains beat in, but I'm watching both of these guys and it's like, you know, Jeff they Cor's got his move and he's dipping his head in there and just floating six irons from a buck 60 you know, and Potter's doing his crazy thing. And I'm like, dude, these guys are playing their own game. This is just straight up them being them. And, you know, it just kind of helped me as myself be like, okay, you know, accept your golf swing for what it is because that's who you are. And that's how you need to play. You can't kind of, you know, we were kind of coming out during the tiger era. So I felt like every time I went to the driving range in the early two thousands, you know, every kid's out there with two sticks, perfect posture, trying to swing it like tiger. And I'm like, well, I ain't built like tiger. And I don't think any yeah. of you guys are, but you know what, you can try doing what he's doing, but these other two guys over here aren't doing that. And they are beating the pants off of everyone. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that was definitely one of the other things, you know, just you, you look back on what you've learned over the years and yeah, I mean, playing with those guys and just seeing, I mean, you guys have obviously played the game now enough and work with enough students, you know, it's like, it's hard to get somebody to, change a swing you know mm-hmm. especially if they're not yeah. a professional exactly and how much time are they going to put into actually getting better I think that's jeff the big ogilvy thing just, yeah. yeah jeff ogilvy just commented uh it was this week i think he he tweeted something basically along the lines of i w-, he basically said i wish i i didn't try to get better all the time he's like there's a there is a small amount of you know working to improve but he said i wish i just would have gone out and just kept playing golf and let myself get better through experience. Kind of like what you were saying, Pope, just like playing with better players. Like what little, in, uh, you know, 
in, into windows are they doing that that are making them better? Like just pick up little tidbits from from better players and not try to overhaul anything and not try to work on technique so much. Just just play golf, just play golf, play golf, compete, compete, compete. Because he, he his comment was basically like, I'm good enough to be on the PGA Tour and I'm on the PGA Tour. And now all of a sudden, I think for whatever reason, I have to get better and revamp my swing. And then we haven't seen Jeff Ogilvy in the last 10 years. I mean, and he was, I mean, at one point he was one of the best golfers in the world. Um, and now no one even knows who he is. He's not that old either. Um, so there's something, there's something to that. You know, I, I agree. I mean, I guess it's just, uh, it's kind of how you learn to play golf and how you learn to get better. Um, and some, some kids learned how to do that through instruction nonstop. And I think those are the guys maybe that have faded. Um, but the other guys like yourself that just learned how to play golf and learn how to get a ball in the hole, those are the ones who still, they stay around regardless of how they're swinging. They're like, all right, I've got to figure out how to get the ball in the hole. I need to go play some matches and then go get some games together at, at, at Orange Tree and just whatever I got to do to just compete and, and play good golf. And that's that's how they figure it out. It's, you're seeing more and more of those guys kind of balance out, I think. I um, I play a little bit with um, A.J. Przinski, the baseball player. And mm-hmm. we were partners last year in the BMW with Robert Ketty, and that was quite the time. Um, but when we first started playing years ago together, um, he, he, he told me a couple things that always stuck with me, you know, and he was talking about first time we played together, you know, he kind of had a super strong grip. I was like, Hey man, like I give you like one tip, you know? And he's like, you give me one tip. I go to the range. I work on it for 30 minutes. I come out to the first tee. I rip it. OB. like, I'm going to be super pissed. He's like, I'm just out here to have a good time. I don't want to be super pissed. And I'm like, totally get it. You got it. So boom, he just drinks beer, talk shit. We have fun. Right. Well, then we started talking about just, you know, I started asking him questions on, you know, how technical our guys are, you know, are people in there just being super technical? Like, what are you guys working on? And he was just like, well, you know, let me give it to you this way. Like it's the ninth inning and a rods for three and he's coming up in the bottom of the ninth and he's in there with the batting coach you know, trying to figure out where his elbow needs to be. Or you want, you know, little Ozzie Gian, who's 0 for 3, you know, still only a 245 hitter, but you know goddamn well he's going to go in there. He's going to put wood on the ball. He's going to manufacture it somehow. You know, he's not going to yeah. be thinking about where's my bat, why am I, you know, whatever it is, he's going to go out there and he's going to play ball. And so it's like you just start relating stuff, you know, from other sports to golf and, like, it's instinct. You know, at some point yeah. you have to have instinct, you know. all all's yeah. You can have a, a game plan for golf or going to hit a baseball, but when the guy throws you a curveball or, you know, you go to hit and, you know, some dude in the stands farts and you flinch and you, you snap hook it into the left rough. Now, all of a sudden, yeah. you went from hitting one 330 down the middle in your head to like under a bush. Your game yeah. plan's gone. You know, you need to adapt, yeah. figure out what's going on. And um, so, yeah, golf's just, it's a very unique game. I think that's why it's great because everyone can play it and, I read something that was interesting was, you know, I could never hit a home run. You know, I'm not that big. I could never hit a home run. But, you know, a person, a normal golfer could still drive one down the middle 280 yards for the most part or make yeah. a 30-foot putt. So you get that sensation of what a yeah. pro or a, a top person in that sport could feel. So I think that's yeah. mainly the most unique thing to golf is – people can relate so much because, Hey, I did make that bunker shot or I did make a 30 footer where it's like in baseball or, you know, football, I'm not going to run, you know, it's just, it's a very different. And so people, that's why I think golf's the coolest sport there is because literally everyone could relate to it. 
You're not dunking regardless of athleticism or size or anything. It's just like you, you can at any given moment, you can hit a shot similar to what, yeah, I said similar, but at any given moment, you can hit a shot similar to a PJ tour player. Yeah, we got, we got a guy here, a milk. I mean, a milk's like a 10, 15 handicap hits it left and right. But I swear every four shots, you know, boom, he gets up there. 178, just high flushed seven iron sticks at two feet from the hole. And you're like, just made three triples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 30 birdie. You know, next tee shot, boom, guts it down the middle, 290. And you're like, holy shit, where'd that come from? You know? And yeah. so that's, I think that's yeah. one of the coolest things about golf because when I was reading it, you know, someone's like, you know, I'm never going to have that sensation of hitting a homer. I can't throw a pass like that. I can't do, you know, but in golf, you, you could hit a couple of those shots every once in a while. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's what's, you know, that's what's the cool thing about golf. And, you know, you're going to play a different golf course. You're playing different conditions. Even if you play the same course every day, the conditions change, the wind. Change the, every day. It, that's that's the best part about it. You know, you got to learn to adapt. And I think that's the coolest, you know, one of the most unique things about golf. And I got so many friends that didn't play when I grew up that, you know, now are, you know, doing some sort of business or whatever. They got to do some work functions. They're just starting to get into golf, whatever it is. And they're like, this is badass, man. Like yeah. you went to this cool park, you know, great. Yeah. Holes, and I'm like, yeah, you've been missing out. It's a, it's an experience. And you can drink beer while you're playing. It's freaking <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you, I, you know, I, I've said that same, same thing from the beginning, you know, as a, as a kid playing, I was playing all the other sports. You were kind of the same way. Um, but as I got older, before I went to college and obviously started playing golf full time, I was like, th- that's what enamored me about the game was like, the conditions changed every day. I was like, it didn't matter if I was, if I were playing the same course over and over, the pins were different. The wind was different. The, the conditions, the weather was different. Like you, you had to match up with the conditions of the golf course. Um, it's not like you were playing uh, basketball on a 90 foot court with, you know, whatever it is, 94 feet or 94 foot court with 10 foot rims or a football field. That's hundred yards. Like all those conditions, they're so controlled. Whereas golf, it's like, it's different every day. And that's the challenge. It's like, okay, today, I, you know, yesterday I was hitting a perfect draw to this pin, but today the pin's in the front right. I, I'm not going to hit that shot anymore. You got to adapt, you know, and that's, I thought that was the coolest thing. I think one of the things too, just from like all these people that do the gambling stuff too now, you know, and even our, yeah. even our own golfers, cause like, you know, take Ted Potter again, for instance, you know, people will be like, Oh, you know, he doesn't hit it that far. Yada, yada, go to Kinderloo forest. He's probably not going to play good. I mean, he destroyed everybody at Kinderloo forest. And that course was super long for the time. Joe Afrani always played good at Kinderloo forest. He hit it nowhere. Yeah. And it was like, you would think you would play bad at those, you know, when everyone's like, Oh yeah, it's a long course. You know, the short guys aren't going to play good. It's like, <clears throat> what the hell does that mean? Like, yeah, it's uh, that it, you just never know. You just never know each player, like how the, the course set up, the look of it, how it's going to match up with their game. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. So talk to us about getting through U.S. Open qualifying five times. Is that a record? Someone's got to know this. Uh, I don't think so. I did the local, um, I think four of the years. I think I did the local four. No, I did the local, uh, I think I did the local three of the years for sure. I, I read some dude in Nebraska, I think qualified a few, like eight out of 10 years or something in, in the nineties. Oh, geez. Um, That's and then insane. I know, um, even what's his face. Um, he just made it out of Springfield for like the eighth time. Or, or sixth time one of the guys did because there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys that are in that like 
90 to 150 in the world category, you know, that are just still have to go qualify for the U S open every year, you know, yep. Griffin go or, all the way back to locals. You're right. Well, they, they go to sectionals. Yeah. But for you to go through, to go through all, go through locals and sectionals, you said three of the five times. Yeah. I mean, that's, some people can only do that once in a li- in a lifetime. I think I didn't get through locals for like ten straight years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I. I, I, think I was I the same way. I mean, I was like eighteen, and I don't think I got through again till I was like twenty eight. Yeah, like, I mean that. So you've obviously played how many PJ Tour events have you played outside of the majors? Like seven, eight, nine, ten, something uh, like that. Maybe like five or six as well, like Sea Island and uh, Innisbrook. But yeah, a all few mo- others. All qual- all Monday qualifiers though, right? Yeah, never had a sponsor exemption. Yeah, so qualifying for a PGA tour event five or six times, five U S opens, who knows how many web events you qualified, but when you didn't have status. Yeah. A bunch, I not mean, a bunch, but a decent amount. I mean, I, I mean, so we're, ta- we're talking, status. let's say 15 quali- qualifying for a, a, a tournament 15 times. I mean, there that's, there's not, I mean, that's hard to do. I mean, really, I mean, Tell I want to I kind of want you to tell your mindset when you go into these money qualifiers because I kind of went back and did you know if, if playing for 15 years I think I probably did 150 to 200 qualifiers and I actually got through I think six or seven times and whether it's PJ Tour or web events six times and but the ratio is not very good but I also went back and looked and I've lost in a playoff like 10 times and then missed by one probably 20 or 30 times so there's my game was not like my, the way that I played was so calculated. I was just, you know, I always, I knew, I kind of looked at the golf course and like, okay, if I shoot 66, I got a chance to make it. But in those things, you can't have that ca- calculated mentality. You've got to be like, I, I'm going to try to make as many birds as I can. If I shoot 74, I shoot 74, I go on. But I just, I couldn't get past that. I was always like, it's better to shoot 69 and miss by two than it is to shoot 74, which is totally false for these things. I mean, you know that. Like, if you don't get in, who gives a shit? But, you know, my mentality was like, if I had sponsors, they were like looking at my scores and and qualifiers and like, oh, why'd you shoot 74? You're playing bad. I'm like, no, I was like, I just went out there and tried to make birdies because that's what you have to do. But I mean, tell tell me your your kind of strategy for this because yeah, that's so, I mean, pretty unprecedented to get through that many that many events. It is exactly like what you're saying. Like golf is such a mental game in the yeah. sense that, like, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you're just like, holy shit! Like, I'm not playing that great now. I gotta, you know, it's gonna take 65 to qualify. I should just like pull out. You know, if you pull out, all of a sudden you're getting a million messages. Are you hurt? Like, what happened? Um, you know, for me, the qualifiers. Um, you know, I never really like try to set a number, but going back to, you know, we play these Turkey games all the time where it's three birdies in a row. Bogey free is one of the things you get a Turkey for yeah. par fives, four on, you know, so I'm I always remember, playing the guys used to do that. I I'm playing a Turkey game against myself, no matter what every day I yeah. play. Right. So I'm trying to make as many birdies as I can in a row. I don't care what hole comes up next. And you know, I'm trying to take care of the par fives, but along with trying to make as many birdies as I can, I'm trying to make no bogeys. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely some, like when I just played that Florida open, um, you know, there was a couple times where you're just like, whatever, take the par and go. And, yeah. but I think in the Monday qualifiers, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where you're like, Hey, I can be aggressive or, you know, it, 
because most of them that like the courses were pretty easy for the most part. Yeah. They didn't, you know, um, simulate the courses that you would play in the tournament, which I always, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because that's a whole nother story. But, but that sucked. That was, that, that, that was, was the worst part. Yeah. You go shoot 63 in a qualifier. Now you go play in an actual PGA tour event and, you know, three unders leading the thing. And you're like, what, what yeah. the hell just happened? Completely um, a different setup. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, I, I was saying to some guys the other day, you know what it comes to me, this is what a lot of it comes down to is when I was at that Florida open, I felt a lot of the guys were kind of like, you shouldn't be here. You're better than us. It made me feel like they knew I was going to win type thing. Yeah, you know, and you're like hearing that from them. So it's like when you go to a Monday qualifier, now all of a sudden, you know, I'm teeing off. I played in one recently, you know, I'm with an 18 year old kid, you know, and he's like got his dad on the back. And I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to show you what's going on, you know, and it's like, boom, tee off. And then, you know, get to the second hole, kid goes to the tee box. I'm like, no. He's like, what? I'm like, my tee box, you know, like, yeah. We're going to play in order, you know, and it's like, <laughs> uh, and it's not like me being a total dick, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show these guys how to do it. And yeah. I've always said, if you're going to play fast golf, if you're going out with some of your members and you're the head pro and you're like, Hey, let me show you guys how to hit this bunker shot. You know, I'm in the bunker. Here's what I'm doing. Bam. I'm going to show it. So without saying it out loud, I'm almost trying to play that way where, you know, it's yeah. like, what should I do here? You know, you see them going through the book. I'm like, give me the club. I'm going to show you what to do. Bam. Let me show you how to rip the driver down the middle. So, um, yeah. I, I, in those qualifiers, I was telling some guys, like I, I have that feeling where that's, that's a great feeling. You know, I feel like your eyes are on me. Yeah. I'm going to show you how to get it done. And again, you know, even qualifying now for the, the U S opens, it's like, you know, I'm going up to the sectional and all the guys are like, well, they should have just given you a spot. And it's like, boy, when you start, and you're like, you love it over and over. It's such a positive reinforcement. Like I yeah. always said this about Tiger Woods. I mean, obviously he's the best player to play, but when you've got every single person there rooting you on, you know, Telling you how good you are. You're just like, dude, you're going to knock it stiff. You know, come on, McLean, you're going to fucking dart that. You're just like, <laughs> I am. you know what I am? Like, let's go. Like, yeah. that's what they're here for. And like, you just see it. It, it. it comes out in people in, in member guests and member members, you know, all of a sudden you get in the shootout. And you're just like, dude, Jay just got up there, stuffed the seven iron from 190, you know, best shot you've seen. It's like, well, he's probably feeding off that energy. And so yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think when I get into some of those Monday qualifiers, I've had some success. So I'm starting to kind of feed off of that, which yeah, I think is something that, you know, I was telling them, I'm like, I haven't had much success when I've had my starts. And so you can sit there and you can look at what's going wrong and you're trying to fix it. And you're, you're looking at the numbers and, you know, I was getting in it. We, we were tracking my putting last year and, you know, we we're going through some of the stats and, you know, I'm doing the stats with, uh, you know, my buddy and this girl that was a college coach. And we just start talking about it. And, you know, she's like, well, you chip it, you know, better than anyone I've ever tracked for. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you chip it like a plus 12. And I'm like, okay. She's like, but you know, this is where you're struggling if I miss the green, the pins four paces on and I'm one foot on the fringe, they're giving me a missed green with a one putt and it's a chip inside of five feet. And I'm like, I had 12 feet. I putted it. 99.9% of the players would have putted it. Yeah. You know, And I'm like, what's going on here? And it's just like, well, you're only hitting 12.8 greens around. I'm like, 
but I'm putting at least twice. That's more like 14.8. We need to look yeah. at shots gained. And yeah. they're like, no, this is what the PGA Tour does. And I'm like, well, that's that's what they do. That's not what I'm trying to track. That's not that's not going to help you. Right. And so evaluate, when you start trying your game. to track all your stuff and now you're putting pressure on, well, now I need to finish 30th this week so I can move up five more spots. Now you're looking at the rankings and it's like you start just playing these mind games on yourself so bad. And then you start putting more pressure and more pressure. Now I've only got six weeks left. Like I wanted to take one off, but now all of a sudden I'm not playing. So, you know, I think I've found kind of what we were talking about earlier is like, you want to play aggressive, but you want to let the game come to you if you can, you know, without, you know, you've got a game plan, but you've just got to let it come to you. So um, I, I think in those, in those qualifiers, I think I'm, I think I'm better at kind of saying, fuck it, you know, than most guys yeah. and saying, you know what, I'm willing to put a five iron out over the lake to that right pin and let it draw in. And you know what, I'm going to live with those consequences if I hang it out there. But nine times out of 10, you don't hang it out there, you know, so it's. Yeah, because uh, you, you've already made up your mind that you don't care about the results. So that completely right. frees you up. Yeah, just like, let's yeah. go. I'm going to try to hit this thing on the green. Let's go. I'm going to tell the boy, you know. And it's almost one of those things where you, you play it out in your head. You know, I can't wait to, you know, you're in some crazy lie or wherever you're at. I'm going to make this up and down, tell the boys after about how I made this miraculous par save on 17. You know, yeah. you've already pre-gamed for 18. So um, it, it's definitely a positive mindset, but also the ability to to keep going. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's hard for people, I think, to go low. And I, one of the things... Um, which was interesting. It, it came as a result of a failed drug test in 2013. Um, me and me and Will Wilcox, you know, we're living. <laughs> he's, he's living with me and my wife, and we had to go see the same shrink, right? And uh, so we had to go see the same shrink here in Orlando. One of the things the lady had asked me about uh, why I like smoking weed was because I told her, you know, it helps me calm down and it, you know, lets me kind of forget about you know, stuff, it's easier to, you know, laugh about something after instead of carrying it with you. Yeah. Well, she started getting deep into calming down your central nervous system. And so she started taking me through all these breathing techniques. So I did three courses with her. She taught me all these breathing techniques. That year was the first year they didn't give away uh, PGA tour cards. And I think I finished ninth at Q school. And uh, I was like 2013 there. or something. Exactly. It was 2013, the final, because that was the year we did it. And I was doing these breathing techniques, though, you know, where all of a sudden, you know, you make a you make a nice birdie on whatever hole. And now all of a sudden I'm two under and I'm walking to the fifth tee box. and I'm starting to feel, you know, just yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, like, all right. Let me do a couple breathing techniques. I put my sunglasses on, do a couple things with my fist, work on my breathing for 10, 20 seconds. You know, the other guy, you know, Jay's putting, Jay puts in. Next thing you know, my body is completely calmed down. And I'm like, where's the next tee box? Let's fucking yeah. go. Like, I feel great. And so it's crazy where you'll learn some of this stuff. Cause I like to read a lot of books, but um, calming down the central nervous system. And, you know, a lot of guys I joke with, I'm like, you know, thank goodness I had to go see her. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I play great. Um, all right well when we get off when we get off the pod you need to email us all this this shrink's name because I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely ready to work on my central nervous system <laughs> i'm telling you it's um you know controlling your breathing is something um i never really knew about and then 
you know, you start kind of getting into that and it's a whole big thing. And you kind of, you start looking at some guys, you kind of realize what they're doing. I'm picking up on, you know, other guys are doing it, whether, you know, and then even looking at, you know, when Phil started chewing that gum and next thing you know, gum was flying off the shelves. Everybody had to eat gum. My mom's still chewing gum, you know, when she plays now, it's like, but it's just (laughs) something, you know, to whatever it is, you know, I, I can remember in college, you know, one of the fun things for me was to, to dip without, you know, the coach knowing, you know, and it was like, you were playing a game, you know, yeah. I'm playing a game within the game. I'm like, all right, I can go over here and spit. You know, without him seeing me. <laughs> exactly. Go hit some shots. Like, you know, your focus is all of a sudden on spitting instead of golfing. And the next thing you know, you're playing pretty you're playing great. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, uh, you know, the Monday qualifiers, they're just such a bitch. Like you said, so many, so many playoffs. I mean, I just lost him one, uh, two months ago, two for one up in Maine, uh, oh. you know, and it's just, uh, go to a playoff with this kid. I mean, he stuffs it to five feet. I short side it, right. I chip it to eight feet, miss it. I'm like, whatever, have a good one. You know, nice work. Thanks. See you next week. Yeah. So <laughs> and he, they've made it, um, you know, they made it expensive. You know, there's not much there. What's, I mean, what's the cost now? What's the cost now for a PJ tour? Five hundred. Same for for corn. both. Same for Corn Ferry. Five hundred bucks. So you know, I, I've kind of always been on the bottom of the pole, if you will. Um, so I just my biggest thing once I got status uh, on the nationwide was. There was just no player protection. I couldn't understand why there wasn't, you know, a player's union. I, I, I just, I still couldn't fathom it. And then, you know, once I did the drug testing stuff and I kind of got into that and realized, you know, they keep that a very well hid secret. I'm like, well, I want to know my levels. I want to know this guy's levels. I want to know Jay's levels, Mike's levels, Boyd's levels. I want them all. And they're like, no. And so I just started getting into it and like digging deeper. And I just, as I, I've been saying for, you know, like I said, 10 years, you're a traveling circus, right? So if I'm part of the traveling circus and I show up to Columbus, Ohio, and, you know, I shoot 75, 75, I miss the cut, but, you know, I still got to pay my caddy all my expenses, but, you know, I hit a hole in one off the grandstands goes in the hole and this video is going to get 50 million views. They're going to use that forever, but I'm out, you know, 3,500 bucks. I'm like, well, I I still came. I, you know, I, I performed my act, you know, I didn't walk the top, you know, tightrope with tiger, on Sunday, but you yeah. know, I was still down there fucking shimmying some maracas, you know, whatever. I <laughs> dodged a tiger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're still yeah. part of the, the production. So I always just felt, you know, when you were first Monday qualifying in, I used to tell people like Monday qualifying in could be the worst thing in the world because number one, you don't have any of the contracts. So you don't have the title as ball shoe glove deal. You don't get the tee up money, you know? So you've yeah. got family or friends, whoever's helping you you missed the cut. Now all of a sudden you, you're down three grand. And you know, when you, when you don't have status, that seems like an absolute shit ton. So, yeah. um, you know, it really turns guys off quick from, from continuing to play. So I, I just always thought, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but you get a corn fairy card. Here's $25,000. You get a rookie PGA tour card. Here's $250,000. Yeah. All right. Well, now you got tiger woods. Who's 20 years, 80 fucking tournaments, won, 18 majors. Well, according to the criteria, he's going to get 25 million when he tees it up with, if he makes the yep. 15 events and, you know, Dustin Johnson's got whatever 20 events he's won and three majors, he gets 
$13 million or something like you get a salary, just like a baseball player or something like that. You know, Cameron Young's a rookie this year. He gets 250. The kid just finished second five times. He's going to finish 30th on the FedEx cup next year. PJ tour should be like, Cameron, here's 1.9 million. You know, you keep your card. You're just going to be going up by 1.9 million at this rate, you know, and you know, whatever it is. Um, but you know, I just always thought it was like that. We were just talking about Chris Baker. He just played, you know, the COVID season. And, you know, first year on tour, unfortunately played bad. You know, I mean, from what I've gathered, the guy lost, you know, almost, you know, 150,000 to $200,000. Yeah. I mean, I think he made 60 to 80,000 for, you know, 30 events. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly, and we, we've, we've kind of debated this back and forth with, um, you know, with the, obviously the, you know, we can dive into this with the live tour and, and what they're trying to do. Uh, but it, it, you're right. It seems that in my past experience, and and again, you've played in, uh, you know, a handful more, you know, PJ tour events and, and, and web events, quite a few more web events, um, but, or corn fairy events, I should say, I'm sorry, but you know, the disparity between, uh, you know, how you're taken care of on that tour. I mean, and there's, you know, we use the word independent contractor and they certainly treat you as such. Um, I mean, they, there's nothing, there's nothing given to you. I mean, really, um, I know there's, there's the platform to play on, which is fair, but they also make a, a shit ton of money off of that platform, you know, especially on the PGA tour, obviously. But, um, and I, that's why I've, I've felt like the, I, I'm, I'm not for the live tour by any means. I'm not saying that. And we've talked about this before, but I, there is there is something that is uh, that's come up that has constituted some type of 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 desire for change and something better. And again, I, I love the PJ Tour. I want I want the PJ Tour to work. I want it to happen, you know, because that's what we grew up watching. I want them. I do like the majors. I like the legacy. And Mike, you've used that, used that word before. But at some point, there's got there's a tipping point to where if you're not challenged enough with the way that things are going. And some of the, the, I guess the pieces that make your puzzle work, if they're not fitting, then eventually they're going to find somewhere else to go and some, some other means to an income, especially, you know, regardless of where it is, they're going to do whatever they have to do to get um, their piece of the pie. Um, so, and I, that's, that, that's where the challenge element comes in. It's like PJ tours had a strangle or a chokehold on, on the, the best professional tour in the world for 50 years. And now we've got a, a pretty strong challenger in terms of how they're changing the game. So it's really shaking shit up. There's no question. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know where you want to go from there, but I, I, yeah, we, I mean, if we you guys segue? Want to, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm all, so I'll say the exact same thing is uh, like I, the live tour to me. I mean, as a player um, it's, like I said, it's it's shedding light on this stuff that I thought should be brought up was, you know, because now they're saying, should we be paying these guys? Should they, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, my biggest thing is just, you know, again, you're part of the production, you know. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, I have to pay my caddy because he showed up and he caddied for me. So I pay him that money. And then everyone's, you know, and when I listen to people just say, well, that's like the coolest thing about golf is, you know, you guys got to go out there and earn your money. I'm like, no, that is cool. But it would also be nice to go to work and not lose money. 
not you know, lose like, money. Every I'm week. not asking for much, you know, I mean, whatever, just give us a host hotel and, and, and say, Hey, it's 50 bucks a night, you know, we'll still yeah. pay for it. But you know, all of a sudden, and that's why, you know, I've always said the USGA is amazing. You miss the cut at the USGA. It's up to 12,000 now. So if you miss really, the, yeah, they give you a 12 grand check right on, you know, for no the, way. I did not know that. Yeah. They've been doing it for years. It's, it was 10. So, and that's not much money when you're, when your purse is 15 million, you got 70 guys missed the cut. There's 700 grand. Sweet. That's nothing. Wow. I did not, I did not know that. I did not yeah, know so they've been doing that for 10 years. Um, ever since I, I know I'm trying to think, uh, those guys got paid at Pinehurst. I know. And that was 2014. So at least since 14, they've been doing it. Cause I know that those guys all wow. got paid at Pinehurst. So that's incredible. But that was awesome because that's about what it's costing. When you have a week and a half or a week to book, you know, something in Carmel, California, oh. and then you're like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just take the host <laughs> hotel and the host hotel is $400 a night. Yeah. You know, now all of a sudden you say to your caddy, like, dude, it's going to be 400 a night. By the way, I'm not splitting it with you because I got my wife. <laughs> now all of a sudden this dude's just like, wait, what? And you're like, yeah, so, okay, I got to buy this guy's room now too. So it's 800 a night. You know, you're there, for, you know, it's $5,000 in, in a hotel. So we always got houses for five grand. Um, but yeah, so I, I, that was, the USGA has been doing it. It's great. And that's, that's wow, kind of what I was alluding to. I don't, the number doesn't need to be that high, but yeah, I mean, you, you make a PGA tour event, you, you should get 5,000 bucks, you know, whatever yeah. it is, $4,000. That makes sense. Something to cover the expenses. You know, if you compare Absolutely. it to any other, any other sport, NFL, NBA, MLB, Right. They, like, these they, guys are not paying their own way. They're traveling with the team. The team's paying for, and they get their salary. Right. That's the, whereas, that's whereas the whole thing. And they, yeah, there's, and I, I, I say this, uh, I don't even know, you know, you get out there, you, you don't, you know, if, if Mike doesn't know anybody and he gets onto the corn Ferry tour, now he's just kind of going around, going to the tournaments, but you know, all of a sudden you're finding all oh, the next week. Oh, you didn't go stay at that place. Oh, everyone stays there. It's 80 bucks a night. Like, no, I stayed at this other place for 200. And it was like, <laughs> oh, well, everybody does this. And then everyone, you know, and you're, that's how you start seeing there's little niches and, you know, guys yeah. start making these little packs and, you know, it's almost like you're teaming up against all these other dudes. And now, you know, I can't just be to survive. That. Yeah. And it, it's just all of a sudden you're, you're, you're got all these guys kind of going against each other when, you know, ultimately, yeah, we are competitors. For the most part, the guys do want to hang out, you know, and, you know, yeah. you do want to get done. I want to go play. And when I get done, you know, granted, I was trying to beat you on the course. I'd be happy to sit down and have a beer after and, you know, then yeah. watch some basketball. But it, it, they've made it into these competitive little packs. And now, you know, the players, that's one of the things I always thought was just so crazy. You talk about the European and U.S., you know, you, they go to their lunchrooms in the U.S. The European dudes are all hanging out, watching the soccer game together, drinking, partying. You go into a, a nationwide event or a PGA event, you got 12 tables with 12 dudes, singles, all sitting by themselves. Yeah, not sitting with anybody else, not talking. And that's how it always is. And even last year when AJ came with me to the BMW, you know, he goes and gets breakfast by himself. I come walking in. He's just like, what's with all these weirdos? And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, I just sat down with this kid because he's sitting here by himself. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> he's like, you guys don't sit there and talk to each other? And I'm like, Dude, that's one of the weirdest things about golf. Like you'll be walking around to, you know, and everyone's mean mugging you like they're going to beat your ass and it's seven 30 in the morning. And you're just like, <laughs> what, what's up, man? Just, uh, all right. I was, 
I was probably the worst at that because I would walk down the range and I would say hey to every single dude that I knew. Because I thought it was weird to not say hey to somebody that you that you knew. I'm like, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Yeah, like, but they would be like, people would look around like, oh, here he comes. He's going to try to talk to me. And I'm like, dude, like we spend so much time together, like right. every yeah. week, like 40 some weeks out of the year. Like, don't act like you don't know who I am. I'm not trying to sit here and have like a 15 minute conversation. But if right. I say, hey, what's up? What's I up? expect to, hey, what's up back? You know, it's like, what the yeah. hell? It's like, what, what's going on? Oh, man. But. All right. So do we do we want to get more in depth in live, boys? I know McLean was chomping at the bit, it seemed like. Do you know that I have, I'm putting my resume together. I'm getting ready to um, apply. There's two positions I'm going to apply for. Uh, I also tried to find some merchandise today and you cannot buy it online yet. You can only buy it on site and that, that's disappointing me, but don't be surprised when I just come up here rocking. I don't know. I may go four aces. I haven't decided if I'm just going to be live or I'm actually going to create an allegiance with a team, but it's fucking coming. Well, the, the teams, <laughs> the teams change every week right now. So it's kind of hard to have an allegiance, but they're there. Look, you've got a captain in place. Um, you know, right now you've got Dustin Johnson and Captain America, you know, Mike's favorite guy, Captain America over there. Um, <laughs> uh, I, we haven't even restarted. We haven't even restarted. But I, I, we are recording, so we might just have to cut in here or something. Um, I got to tell a story real quick. Love it. I can't I, wait to hear I it. could. Is this on the record? <laughs> So Patrick Reed played with somebody I know in 2011 at final stage at Q school. And it was at PGA West. And are you guys familiar with that course, Jay? Yeah, I'm not. But um, so you play two courses, the stadium course. That's where they play the, um, the tournament now. And then they play the Nick tournament. So the Nick tournament's fairly easy golf course believe patrick reed shoots like 74 75 goes to the stadium course he's playing and he's on the starts on the front not playing very good gets to hole number 10 11 12 13 the par three it's the best hole out there it's better than the par three 17 maybe not but it's longer the pins back left it's a four iron You've got, you can bail to the right, but you know, short and just going up left, it's just the railroad ties with water going. He hits it left into the water, hits his draw left into the water. So he says to the guys in his group, like, you know, is there a drop zone up there? They walk up. They're like, no, it's all, you know, red, no drop zone. So Patrick goes back, hits another one. These guys are up on the green. And they're like, this one went 15 yards further left than the first one. The creek comes out just a teeny little bit. And I guess he just decides he's going to walk up there and drop like 60 yards from the green because he's saying he's hitting now like a hundred yard hook. <laughs> so the guys in the group are like, what the fuck? <laughs> and... They're like, what's going on? You know, it looked like that one hooked more. And he's like, oh, it, it hooked so much it crossed right here. They're like, whatever. Kid drops, chips it to a foot, makes triple. So now he's like six over, you know, some you know, guys that I know are like, you know, whatever. Was just kind of thinking this kid's six over. Proceeds to shoot 66, 65, 66, 66. 
gets his PJ Tour status. Oh, that cheating Dude, motherfucker! It, Once a cheater, always a cheater. But the, 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 those stories, like it's like you look you back know, in your time, and you're like, how many times did that happen? Where you didn't think about a player because they were playing so poorly, and all of a sudden they you just give them that kind of whatever break, and then they take advantage of it. And it's like, I just fucking called this guy out or just not let him get away with it. Unbelievable there between. So that it just, that happens so many times I played orange tree. The course is so goddamn tight. People are playing balls from out of bounds. You know what I mean? And it's, it's hard to call somebody, especially right in the moment. And then it's just, you know, and I've had some things happen to me um, where, you know, when, and I do make it awkward because I'm just, I have that personality where I can't let it sit on me. So I'm just like, wait, what? And yeah, wrong. It's that, out of bounds, or it's that's not where the, it crossed. Like, sorry, I don't know what yeah, else to tell you. Just, you look back on it, and you're just like, that was so. so you know, who, who knows what might have happened? You know, and it just, it's just amazing to go back and think about. But sorry, I just I heard that. I figured no, you'd I mean, enjoy that little tidbit because that's <laughs> one that resonates with some of the guys I know. Pretty much, we're just like, it's, wait, it's what? It's not that? a surprise. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny because I think DJ's just like, like, hey, what do you think about teaming up with Patrick Reed? He's like, hell, he's going to cheat his way to first. I might as well get paid for it. Fuck. <laughs> you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. That's right. That's right. It's not like baseball. Like It was funny. I was talking about baseball the other day with someone. Baseball, it's like legit okay part of the game to cheat. Just see how much you can get away with. It's not yeah. cheating unless you get caught. But if you're not cheating, you're not trying. If you're not stealing signs and all that shit, you're not trying to fucking win. Dude, I grew up as a White Sox fan. Remember when Albert Bell threw, fell yep. through the roof at the stadium trying to get the yep. corked bat out of the office? <laughs> You know, fast forward like six years later, we've got the guy on our team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are during uh, good steroid years too. Oh man, yeah, Albert Albert Bell was a baller for a little while. Yeah, he played with uh, Cleveland before uh, Chicago, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what? Uh, what? So what? What about the live, uh, Mike? Is it that really thorns you? Is it? Love oh, this. I love this role reversal. What do you mean role role reversal? This is the same thing every episode. It's like let's let's attack oh, Mike on his beer. Case. We're getting right in. Well, I, I just wanted to, to hear the others. I mean I so I, I come at this from a fan. I haven't played the game as a, I, I am a club professional, not a touring professional like you and Jay. So I come at this from a fan standpoint. I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's fracturing the game of golf. I think we now and I've said this before. I think the PGA Tour, from a fan standpoint, needs to change. We we need less events, stronger fields. It's too watered down. It's there's too much golf. It's just too mediocre. So my thought is, and this this past weekend is a perfect example. We now had two mediocre events to watch, not one good one. We had two mediocre ones. So I think it's fracturing the game of golf. I don't like the live business model. I don't know if they're doing it for the good of the game or the even the good of the players. I think the players are a pawn for them. Um, and I think in their ideal world, they have the top 48 in the world. They then diminish the PGA Tour. They diminish the Corn Ferry Tour because they'll have no more TV deals, no more rights, no more money. And I, I just don't like where it could go. Do I think the PJ tour can improve from a fan standpoint? Absolutely. And you probably, and you and Jay have different axes to grind against the PJ tour for various reasons coming from, from that aspect. I just don't like it from a fan standpoint. Well, so I, the one thing I'd like to touch on that, I think a lot of people don't know about, 
Um, and just listening to you say that like the fields are are weaker, you know, is what you're saying. And like, I've always felt that the PGA tour, I grew up, Davis love was my favorite player. He's probably my least favorite player now. Okay. I just liked him as a player growing up. I didn't realize he was on the pack and he had such big influence. So the guys on the PGA tour, they don't want any turnaround. Once you get on that tour, they don't want anyone falling off. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that was always my biggest thing was my God, Jay Woodson wins the nationwide event or the corn Ferry event this week. Next week, he needs to be flown on the PGA jet straight to the PGA event. They need to be like, Jay's the hottest guy right now in golf. We need to get this guy going. We need to be promoting him. This is our AAA player going right to the majors. He's getting his first start. Let's all see it. Let's showcase it. And yeah. I, I started to realize that these guys, they don't want to fall off. And it's impossible for them to fall off. And there's zero turnover. So I always thought that the fields were weak because they weren't doing a good job of letting the guys that are hot and riding the wave play. I, I completely agree with that. I, I agree like, with that hundred percent. I don't I, know if I don't know if live golf changes that though. Um, I don't know if it changes it, but I, I think you're gonna start seeing just more players. I my whole thing is so like the guys on the corn ferry that just got their cards, those guys just played two years. It's probably the strongest field because it was the hardest time to get your card. It was a lap over two seasons. And you got so many of the guys, you know, 10 to 15 of them, you know, more than that each week having to go play down on the corn ferry. Cause there is no spot on the tour where I'm like, man, we got to start booting some of these guys, you know, off and let these, like, you should be getting a full schedule and getting an opportunity to play. And so. I, I agree with that too. And I think what I didn't like is, you know, Jay's Jay wants change on the PGA tour and he's not really a supportive of live. He just wants, he's in support of live to make changes on the PGA tour. And my concern is the PGA tours only changes are going to be to the top 50 guys. It's just going to pad their wallets more. I don't think that helps as a fan either. It's just, let's just pay the top guys more. And that's just the end of it. I mean, that's what the PGA tour essentially has done so far. Every change that they've come out and made to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong, hasn't helped the little guy. It has only helped. The Justin Thomas is the Rory McIlroy's of the world who I love. They don't but, need any help. They don't need the help. Yeah. Of course, those are going to be the guys supporting the PGA tour. Like, of course, John Rahm's going to come out and say, oh, I don't need to play for the money. Well, bullshit, man. Like, that's bullshit. how this all started. That's what I said. This is how this all started. Like, I have a chance to go play in the Colorado Open and win $100,000. I have a chance to play in the Alabama Open and win $10,000. I'm or the Virginia State Open and wins 7000 You know what I mean? So, like, it's always been about the money. The players have always traveled around and gone to the, you know, South African Open, the Colombian Open. And one thing for me I noticed um, just talking to some of my buddies, because I got a lot of friends that are, you know, are very anti-LIV and just, you know, it's going to take away from this and that. It, it was the first time where I felt so many people have said to me, you know, you're a typical American, mainly because like your geography sucks. But listening to like my buddy and he's just like, well, dude, we're going to, you know, this event and this event. And I'm like, dude, those are all in the U.S., man. Like the the Singapore Open and the Malaysian Open and the Australian Open and the Mexico Open, like golf should be a big global game and there should be some big outside events. So, yeah. That's one thing I just think that will be cool. I know the Australians are going and they're making yeah. their team of four. 
and they're going to yeah. have tournaments there next year. But yeah, just uh, I, I think as just you know, I, I do completely agree though, Mike. I, I'm I'm with you. Like I I don't think it's helping the guys on the backside, which is where I think that's where they need to be helping. Cause that's yeah. where you're going to well, build your product. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd it, rather, it, I'd rather have more, more Chris Goddard ups or you, 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 you right. name the, the, these young guys that are coming out are, are fantastic. And I'd rather have them where like, was it last week at the three M like John Houston, 61 years old, John Houston got a spot in the field and Jason Gore got a spot in the field. It's like, what are we doing here? I, I get that. I, I'm all for that. I just don't see what Liv is doing is not going to make the positive change on the PGA Tour to help those guys. And and that's on uh, a that's on a week off of the Corn Ferry. Yeah, that's yeah. my whole point. Like, dude, you kidding me? Like, get those guys up there. Let's see them. You know, they they were giving them to that Brandon Matthews. I've seen he's been playing a few. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, whoever won the Corn Ferry the week before it should be like 3M. Here's a week off. We're sending you up there. You're in a feature group with the two best guys well, up there right now. Well, the, again, that's that's my my point to to what you're saying exactly. This is where the PJ Tour is missing the mark. Like you don't have these young hot players playing. Like you said, send them on the PJ Tour jet. Send them up. Like these guys are playing good. Let's showcase these young players. Let's hold these young players because if you don't, they're going to take the buyout to go to the Live Tour. If you don't make a take a stance and and pay these guys or do whatever you have to do to showcase their talents, they're going to leave. But they're and not, go, they're not going to the live tour because the live tour doesn't want them. They don't want the Chris Goddard ups of the world. Well, but not at this second, but they may. So you, you've got to do what you can to keep the talent that you have. So let's showcase the guys who are playing the best golf. Um, you know, you, you've got to do what you can to keep, keep the best players. And they're not doing that. They're not doing that. I mean, it, it, there's, uh, you know, we talk, we've uh, talked about this a little bit, but yeah, um, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I again, I'm, I, I've said this from the beginning. I'm not, I'm not in favor of the live tour in a sense, like Greg Norman and the live tour. But again, I do think whether whether the change that's coming from this tour is exactly what we want right away. I mean, we're only three events in, um, but I, I do think having that change in that competition is creating a lot of conversations, just like we're doing right now. What's working, what's not working, what should we be focused on? Um, I, I, a good example, I qualified and Andy, you would appreciate this uh, in 2015 or 2016. I can't remember. I, I went through Q school, went through finals, I finished like 50 or 50 or 60th and they took the top 45. So I, I finished and there was 160 guys playing, 56 guys playing. I finished in the top, uh, in the top half, well inside the top half. Um, and I didn't get one single start. I didn't get my number called one single time that year. And I've looked every year. My number for that year, which is like 20-something, has gotten five to ten starts every year prior and every year after. And the one year that I was there, I didn't get any starts, which is fine, whatever, bad luck. It's fine. But – my point is again to what you're saying is like there's got to be something different to take care of of the guys who are on the verge of coming up. I mean, look how many guys have played on the Corn Ferry Web nationwide: Xander Shoffley, uh, Scotty Scheffler, all these guys that are top five, top ten players in the world. I mean, not Rory, not Tiger, but those are generational players, you know. But uh, you know, I, I don't disagree with you, Jay. Top, 
top 10 players have come from those tours. So finding a way to change up the, the this dynamic of, of not taking care of those players, is, it's something's got to change. Has, is it happening right away? And we're we seeing those, the benefits of those changes right now. No, but I think, I think we will. I, I, I would will. love to see somehow not, not make it interchangeable, but yeah, I mean, like somehow if you could make it where, you know, you make the cut on the nationwide or corn fairy, sorry, the corn fairy, you know, whatever you get a spot the next week in the PGA event. And if you miss the cut in the PGA event, you now got to go down and play the corn fairy the next week. And you kind of, and you're just like, these are the hottest guys. They just, these are the, the guys that made the both cuts. Now let's see what they do. And then from there on, yeah. you know, obviously you'd have some exemptions, you know, on PGA tour winners could obviously sign up or whatever. But like, if you could get some more of a bigger flip flop, I was talking with a guy here, Lee chill, you know, and it's like, you know, Lee's like, Oh, I Monday qualified like 75 times. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, well, dude, they were taking 40, you know, this is back in the nineties. He's like, yeah. you know, he's nineties. He's like, so, you know, if you missed the cut, you know, you, you had to go Monday qualify and there'd be yeah. 120 of us. They'd take 40 spots. You go shoot 72, 73, boom, you're in. And he's like, yeah. hey, Monday qualified 15 times one year or something. And I'm like, it used to be two Q schools, a fall in a, in a spring. You yeah. had two chances to get your PJ tour card. Yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, to me, I mean, they're just, they don't do a good job of elevating the hottest players. You know what I mean? Like last year, I could have told you that they needed to move Will Zalatoris up as soon as possible you know it was like okay he's he's just flat out got it he's he's zoned in he's figured out what he needs to he's beating everybody he's not going to finish outside the top 10 like just go ahead and move him up there and like what they did with him last year having that great finish and then he doesn't get his temporary card and he can't play in the fedex it's like stupid get out of here just come and sense this to prevail at some point you know and so um yeah it's just kind of the, the only thing is, is, is I agree, you know, it's, it's making people, it's bringing a new light. It's bringing new ideas. Um, obviously I, I think the biggest concern with people is the the money and where it comes from, which. Yeah. I mean, I don't, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I, it doesn't bother I mean, I, I, me. It doesn't bother doesn't, me that from Saudi money. There's so much money invested in them and we buy their, we buy all their products. If we're going to start going down that rabbit hole, you'd have to, boycott all the products and everything you don't don't yeah. go fill your gas up tomorrow and then, then, and, my, and then my big response to people that say well there's a difference between sponsoring a tournament and then taking a salary or playing for these guys is well what if they just decided to say hey we're not going to pay any of these guys okay but now our purses are going to be 150 million every tournament and the and if you get last place you know you're going to get 1 million and our winner is going to get 50 you know, we're going to do that for the next, you know, what if they just bump the purses astronomical instead of doing this, the whole pain guys will go. It's the exact same thing. So, um, you know, obviously there's people feel terrible about that, but I, I do agree. It is, it's pulling the, some of the fans in ways they don't like it. And it's taking away again, the majors, like that's the biggest thing for golf. Yeah. You know I mean? No matter what you say, the masters is the number one thing for the golf. Like, every person knows the masters that doesn't play golf. So I would be, if they, if they don't let, you know, Bubba and Dustin and them play next year, that would be a shame on themselves in my opinion. Yeah. I I think so too. That'd be, that would be, yeah, I think past, I think past champions should get in. And it's it's about the world ranking points. 
What's that? What about the world ranking points? I, I think they need to be given. I think it comes down to strength of field at the end of the day, and it's treated as a uh, another tour, just like all the other tours that we have out there that get world ranking points. I mean, technically, the European Tour, the DP World Tour, I know they are now a, a partnership for the first time, but they have technically been a competitor of the PGA Tour for a long time, just like the Asians Tour, the Australasian Tour, and all the other uh, subsidiaries and variants that exist. Um, it, it's, it's not... It's never been quite to where any of those tours have been able to compete because they've never generated the revenue that's allowed them to pay out the way the PGA Tour has. But we've never had a competitor that has deep enough pockets to just dump a ton of money into it and really kind of ride it out and see what happens. Um, so it's 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 pretty intriguing right now where it sits. And I think when it comes to those world ranking points, it should be based off of the strength of field and they should be awarded correctly. And I think there's uh, some argument to be made about a lot of the European or Asian tour events of guys getting exemptions into majors when the field was a fraction of what the live tour events are currently. Yeah, no, I, no question. I agree a hundred percent. You see some guys in these WGC events uh, yeah. in these majors that you're like, who is that? You're like, Oh, well, you look at the rank 62 in the world. You're like, who? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why the world ranking system is getting ready to change. They announced last year, they're getting ready to change this year is because those, those players are getting too many points because the world ranking system uh, is based off of weights too heavily, the top players in the field and not the depth of the field. So those Asian tour events are going to start getting less points. The European tour events or DP world tour events are going to start getting less points because the depth of field is not there. And so you have some guys that are in the top 100 right now that probably shouldn't be just because they've done well in the DP world tour or Asian tour. And that's going to start changing. And that's was, this is a change that was coming about well before live golf. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they should be getting world ranking points. 48 players, 54 holes and no cut is not the same competition as every other tours plan. In the I bottom, mean, look, in the bottom the, half, the, the bottom half of the WGC events that they have. I mean, look at the, I mean, there's 70, what? 70, 72 players. 73 yeah, but look players, at the bottom half. There's there's good there's no good cut. talent in the top half of the live tour, but look at the bottom half. Like weighted Chase, accordingly. Chase weighted Kepka, accordingly. like I mean, I'll, I'll take the top forty-eight from the Rocket Mortgage versus the forty-eight in the live golf. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no doubt. I mean, there's only forty-eight that's, players, so if you do the but math, that's today's I mean, forty-eight. That's not the end of the forty-eight. You know, this and we've talked about this a lot, Andy. We've we've related this to a new mini tour that comes out and guys are scared to get paid to whether or not they're actually going to get paid to that. They are hesitant to go jump ship and start playing this new mini tour. This just happens to be on a massively grand scale. And I think as we've seen, we keep seeing more people trickle over and over. That's what it looks like today. We don't know what it's going to look like by the end of the year and how many players that could jump ship. I mean, these fields, we can only estimate these fields are going to continuously get stronger and stronger, especially with some of the recent signings. I don't think any of us saw Charles Howell III on the radar, but at the same time, I think they came to him and basically said, hey, you made $42 million in your career. You want to make that over the next four years and really... (laughs) That you're He's like, that yes, yourself and your family you. up. You've been grinding your dick off through 600 fucking events and struggling to make the wins or to, to win more often. And we know you care about it. 
why don't you get paid for your efforts a little bit? I mean, that that's almost what it's like. And I think we're going to continue to see more guys follow that. I can tell you, wow. man, then the names. So, I, I mean, I, so I went up to the U S open and I walked around with Kokrak and Brooks on Wednesday and like, you know, I've known Jason was going to go. I played college golf with Jason. I've known he was going to go since last year. You know, it was a mate last year. I played the U S open at Torrey Pines. I play a practice round with Kokrak and Paul Casey and I forget who our fourth is. Kokrak's got golf Saudi on his bag. And I'm like, what is this, bro? And he's like, dude, they just gave the me bullfrog. He's like, they gave me 400 grand and they're flying a bunch of us out next week. And he's like, we all went out once and then we're going to go out again. And it's the same guys you've already heard of. Plus, you know, it's, it's only going to get stronger that like you say, I mean, I'm Hideki's Money going talks. It's it's these guys are all gonna go, and I mean it's it, it'll be interesting to see if Cam Smith ends up going. Um, but I'm pretty sure wow, he's on he's on the he's on the on the fence, huh? Oh yeah, I don't even think he's on the fence, but um, we'll wait and see. Well, I, they, he's been rumored, so I, I shouldn't agree with the on the fence comment. More that uh, I know that he's been rumored. I, I think that's part of the Australian team. I mean, Hideki's definitely going. Yeah. Well, it does seem like, you know, you make an interesting comment with the Australian team. It does seem like they've all of a sudden shifted focus a little bit, and they're starting to relate these teams more regionally, geographically, to where you can start having those. I don't know that you can do it with uh, some small like countries. National, national team. There's going to be that aspect. I don't think you're going to see, you know, four guys from Portugal playing, but you could see four guys from that region playing. You know, same yeah. thing you, with you could see you know, Abraham answer, Sergio Garcia. You know what I mean? You can exactly. get a whole Mexican team, like Spanish. Exactly. You can have, because that's what I know they're going to Australia next year. And I think it's Adam Scott, Leishman, Cam Smith, all on a team. And I, I from, mean, I will say that that element of having the team, if they could do a little bit better job with the, the fucking, uh, the logos and the names, uh, those are pretty poor, but like that whole thing about making it more of a worldly tour, like a national tour, like get behind. I mean, talk about like Australia getting behind Leishman, Cam Smith, Adam Scott, like if he ever does that, but like you're talking about the best players that have ever come out of, or I shouldn't say the best players ever, but the be current best players out of Australia, the current best players out of any one of these other countries. Man, think whatever. of some of these small countries. I mean, they're going to be pulling for these people like they pull for soccer. I mean, it's yeah, gonna, I was going to say it'd be very crazy. World Cupish. Yeah, it'd be very World yeah. Cupish. I think it they're trying to make crazy. it Formula One. Well, and now from a presenting to a sponsor, all of a sudden T-Mobile gets Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Jason Kokrak, and Taylor Gooch, and they're like, "Holy shit! You know what? We're going to be the main sponsor for that team. Here's fifty million. You know, whatever it is." And yeah. so. If from that's yeah. what I've heard it's going to kind of go towards and that's what they're trying to model it after. Um, it's, it's, it's probably going to happen. Um, it's probably what about the happen. LIV women. Oh, is that a real thing? hold on. Can we hold on? Just hold on one second. I want all three of us to look up, look at Mike, just slump back in his chair. <laughs> I was just, he's I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let you guys, you guys can get your dicks hard over live golf. I'll just sit back and watch. I'll just be voyeuristic. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's women's live he golf? Grabbed, he grabbed the fucking mic off the desk and just sat back with, he's like, I, I'm, I'm leaning back. I'm lounging. Dude, I'm I think you just, you just let me know when you're done and I'll hit stop record. Oh, that's <laughs> great. 
That's happening. The the live golf women. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I'm pretty I sure they're gonna, either that or they're just going to make an offer to the LPGA that the LPGA can't refuse. But it sounds like they're either going to buy the LPGA or they're going to make their own. So I've, I've heard that, and that that'll be great for the women's sport, most likely. The commission the commissioner already said she's going to take a meeting. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's 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 got one choice, and it's either take the buyout or they're going to make their own, and these women are all going to leave. And clearly, to the LPJ, it's not like an American thing. So those chicks, I would imagine, are going to be jumping ship as fast as they can. Yeah, well, and that's, I think that's yeah. the one. That's the one thing that has held that that has delayed the this the inevitable here is that the, you've got so many Americans on the PGA Tour that they they've kind of held to this. this whole legacy thing about uh, tournaments and the past history and what's your legacy going to be if you leave this tour. And I think that's uh, the Americans are holding on to that. How many people have you, how many of these players have you seen that are not from America that have, have gone to the live tour? Uh, Almost a a ton of them, most of them. And I think that it's just a, it's just the the trend here with that the PJ tour has been based out of America. So all these guys are are living in this, this legacy driven, you know, sport. And I think we're going to get to a point where like, Hey, that the legacy is bullshit. Like it doesn't matter. Like the legacy is what everyone else says. You do what you have to do for you and your family and, and what you think is best for, uh, for, for you in a profession. The, the legacy, it, it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm totally against like this whole legacy thing. Like, because I think at the end of the day, you try to live your life to a legacy, and then you, at the end of the day, you're you're left with your with your hands, you know, wide open. Like, what did I miss? You know, why 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 I did all this for this legacy? And wait, these people didn't didn't see what I saw for a legacy. And it's like, why, why am I doing that? Do what you've got to do. For for you and your family and your career, do the best you can, and then let let the writers decide, let the reporters decide what the legacy is. And if they don't agree with you, then screw them. You know, this the a legacy thing is bullshit to me. Absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah, your Sorry. legacy is left with your family. Yeah, like legacy should be left up to the people who know you and know you as a person, not what you know. Uh, you can't you can't create that legacy you just do what's right the legacy is there because you are extremely good and you did what's what you thought was right for the for your yourself and for you know whatever your family like i mean if they were to offer john daly 50 million right now you're trying to tell me he's gonna say no he's gonna say yes and everyone's gonna go oh you know what it makes sense for him so it's cool it's like because it's john daly it's like no because it's john daly yeah, well, it's John Daly, so it makes sense. It's like yeah, they immediately associate that uh, that would be an on brand, and it's like, hey, how about this hey. for a hot take? You ready? Let's go. I know for a fact they offered AK. I I would uh, that makes really me so happy. I felt like it had to have happened. I played with. Uh, I didn't play with. I was with a buddy a couple weeks ago. I won't say who it was. Who was obviously a good friend of his. And uh, we were just bullshitting about Anthony. And then I was like, dude, did Liv say anything to him? And he's like, they offered him. Uh, <laughs> and to our uh, listeners, they're talking about Anthony Kim for our yeah. listeners. Yes. I, I can't believe he still, wouldn't take that. He's still holding on to this insurance policy. 
The insurance probably was only 15 million for what I understand. Liv would pay 25 just to get him off the fucking couch and let him shoot 75 three days in a row. Give, hey, you could give that 15 back and make 10. It's worth it. Yeah, that's a strong field. That's I, really good for the world ranking points. <laughs> it's also about entertainment. It's <laughs> also about entertainment. Yeah, I think he was saying. You're telling me you don't want to see Anthony Kim play. If, if we said Anthony he was coming back Kim's for the Barbasol, I, you'd be I, I, do, I would off. love Anthony Kim to come back and play golf. That would be really cool. But to watch him shoot 80 like Phil for three straight days, he shouldn't be getting any world ranking points. Like, what the I fuck are we doing here? I don't here? think he'd shoot 80. I think Anthony Kim no. still has got game. That guy is one of the purest ball strikers I've ever seen. He was he awesome. flushes it. He was awesome. Flushes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was funny. <laughs> Heard that a uh, couple of weeks ago from a well-relied <laughs> source who I won't say. I love that. Pope's got a bunch of bunch of like unreliable. Uh, no, I can't say the source, but I've got it. And I yeah. and I believe him. I yeah. believe I, him. I want you to go back and try to pronounce that again, Jay. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know what word he was trying to say. <laughs> I, but, uh, I, <laughs> my, my source battled Tiger Woods at TPC. If you need a hint, oh, oh I love it. So I love it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, all right, let, let's let's push off from the from the live for a minute, right? Let's... What um? <laughs> we can get Mike back in Mikey, the podcast. Mikey is just like is I, I, Mike, you still know, on? Mike, you're on mute. I think I. All afternoon, I was thinking about this podcast. I was like, I'm going to be so fucking pissed tonight talking to these idiots. <laughs> I was, I always, just, I was getting myself did it, did it mad. Disappoint? Are you so mad or are you enjoying it? Uh, no, it's fine. Andy, you're great. The other two are idiots. Um, <laughs> they're fucking dipshits. But I, I don't even want to get down. I have, a, I have a, a full page of talking points here, but it would go another two hours tonight, and we'd start yelling at each other. Um, which could be entertaining. Which could be entertaining. But um all all I'll say is I think to your to your legacy point, Jay. Um I think if if you're a professional athlete, you're you're not trying to go after legacy, but that's what you want at the end of the day. You're trying to be the best athlete in whatever sport that is. You're trying to work your ass off. You're trying to win championships. You're trying to win titles. You're trying to get to the Hall of Fame. And that's where legacy comes from is being successful at your profession. Just look at yesterday. Bill Russell passes away. And this has nothing to do with me being a, a Boston Celtics fan, but Bill Russell passes away. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. No, at it, all. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. He passes away yesterday. And what's talked about? How amazing of an athlete he was, how successful he was, how many championships he won, how much he just improved and embodied sports in, in that kind of stuff. I, I do think that matters. And, and we brought it up in text yesterday. And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but the, the Henrik Stenson thing, he had a chance to be the Ryder Cup captain, which what, 30, 40 guys can say? I think that's kind of cool. That matters. I, I, and I, I think at the end of the day, sometimes it's not always about money. Um, I love money. You can obviously say, I don't love money that much. I chose to be a club professional. So uh, going into it, I knew I'm in a profession that makes no fucking money and I fold shirts for a living, but I like what I do. Have I had opportunities to potentially make more money? Yes, but I'm a smart guy. I could have done a lot of things in my life, but that's just what I like to do. So at the end of the day, it's not always about money, especially when you're Henrik Stenson and probably have 50 million in the bank. You, you had a chance to be the European Ryder Cup captain, which only so many guys can say. I think that matters. Sorry if 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 I'm being a romantic yeah. or a traditionalist well, or or well, what. You're right. You are right. I think everyone would agree with that. That's a big deal. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying, but it kind of sounds like to me you're saying you have to, if you're an NBA player, you can only play in the NBA. Like, what happens if all of a sudden, you know, Bill Russell at the end of his career is like, dude, China is offering me $5 million to go play in China, and back then that's a shit ton of money, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to go play for two years. He could still play amazing basketball over there in China and take their dirty-ass money. Yeah, and that's at the end of his career. That would be different, and I'm I'm – I get why the Ian Poulters, the Lee Westwoods, the Paul Cases of the world are doing it. They're, they can't compete that much anymore on the PJ Tour. You don't agree? You don't think they can compete? Well, uh, let's, let's look uh, they, at it. Let's look can, at it quickly, not, though. How much is the Ryder Cup uh, captaincy worth? That's what it came down to. Is it worth $40, 50000000 million? Is I know, it worth but I understand, that. I understand that. I'm saying it's not always just about the dollars. There's more to this, but... It's not always if it was always just about money, guys, if it was just that simple, then why hasn't every top 50 player in the world gone to live? If it was just that simple. You you always make it sound like it's just about the money. Oh, it's the money. It's the money. money. If it was that simple, then why haven't they all done it? No, I'm not saying it's that simple. I'm saying it's really simple to understand why it's really simple. I I understand why together. I understand why. But I'm just saying that's my point. Why I apologize. Why haven't we, all the guys gone? We don't we don't know yet that they're all not going. And I think it's still early. There's, there's just so many unknowns. And then you're you're getting guys who are are comfortable. You're getting kids like Morikawa, who's like, dude, this is awesome. I'm living a great life. I don't want to go anywhere. You know, maybe I don't want to do that right now, but you're getting some other dudes. You know, some of the young kids, I, the one thing I saw from that kid, did he go to Arizona State? The um, Mexican. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, well, there's uh, Davis Puig, and then there's the other guy, um, the Spanish guy from uh, Oklahoma kid. State. Um, yeah, Oklahoma State kid, James yeah. Piat, right? And he, yeah, no, no, Piat played uh, at Michigan State. No, I played with Piat. He's a really nice kid. Um, no, the kid from Oklahoma State, though, I thought said it amazingly. He says, "I'm the number two amateur in the world. I can go get a couple corn fairy starts. Nothing guaranteed." Or I could go to this new tour, take like five to ten million, five million, and I'm going to tee it up with Dustin Johnson and some of the best in the world, and I'm going to get all this experience being even closer to them. It's Why like, would you not do that? It's that a, seems like an absolute no-brainer. It, it's absolute hard, yeah, no-brainer. No, it'd be well, it can't, it can't be a no-brainer then because they all haven't done it, so it's not a no-brainer, Jay. Uh, well, it, a lot it, of them, it, a lot of these AMs have, and uh, and no, the AMs they haven't. I'm talking about the Rory McIlroys, the Justin Thomases, the Jordan Spieths, the John Roms. Why well, haven't these guys all gone? They're incredibly financial secure. Exactly. Yeah. The, the uh, I'll I'll be this is exactly why because you look at you look at these top tiered guys. You Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy. I'm sure their sponsors are telling them, or the PGA Tour are telling them, if you don't go you're going to be guaranteed this amount of money in the next two years. A hundred percent. There's no way there has not been that conversation with these guys. Hey, if you stay, we're going to guarantee this. And, and those top, not those top tiered guys, their contracts look way different than anyone else's. I mean, Tiger, when way Tiger different. made the comment about the guaranteed money and you wouldn't have the drive to go practice, I almost threw up. I was like, you were 20 years old and Nike gave you a hundred million. Like, I'm over here yeah. still trying to beg my sponsors for 500 an event. Like Tiger, anything Tiger says about this is I'll be honest with you. 
I love Tiger, but anything, any comment that he has about the live tour and the competition is all it's 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 a it's a moot point. It, it really is because he built this tour. In all in all honesty, the tour was on the verge of failure in the in the mid to early nineties, and he came along, and they just rode his coattails for the last twenty years, and he. And, why would he not support this? Because he he made a billion dollars off of this tour. Why would he say anything negative about them? Like this is this is what's made him. This is what's made him a billionaire. So of course he's going to support it. Well, and especially uh, all the other guys. Happened to no, Phil. you're not. You, you they didn't they didn't get that treatment. They did. Tiger not get can that only treatment. lose. He's not going to make money on course anymore. He can only lose by having an opinion especially after what, what happened to Phil by him stepping in there and saying anything doesn't make sense. You're jeopardizing your 68 million you made off course last year after getting in a fucking car accident. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a lose, lose for him to, to join the lift. So of course he's going to support the PJ tour again, because he, he was the driving force like this. This was going to happen in the, in the mid nineties. And and when Tiger came along, they, they had literally have had the savior come through and and resurrect the tour because this was going to happen in the mid nineties until he came on in 96, 97. No joke. So we here we are 25 years later, you know, and we're just going through the same stuff, but at a, at a different pay scale. All right. Anybody else had enough for tonight? <laughs> This was good. This was good shit. Um, we have gone pretty long for us. So um, yep. unless you guys have any other points, any other questions for Andy. Andy, we appreciate you coming on. Was it was awesome. awesome. Thank you. Guys um, awesome to chat with you and hear some stories. And if you want to text us any more uh, gossip, you can be our uh, our source behind the scenes there. That's right. Tour yeah. Insider. I love texting the gossip. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, the the fact that how long Andy's been playing, uh, I will say to the listeners, how long he's been playing, and the the type of people that he's played with, and the people that he's rubbed shoulders with, and uh, the amount of qualifiers that he's gotten through is absolutely incredible. Like, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. I, I mean, and so. we lived together for a couple of years in in Orlando. And when you were just like fresh out of Xavier, yeah. I mean, we were, we were just like, we didn't have any clue what we were doing. And yeah. here you are 15 years later, five U S opens, you know, 20 plus PGA tour web, web events or corn fair events. That's a pretty incredible, successful career. Um, I don't know. A hundred, 117. Not, not I don't 20, have a hat, so I won't be able to do it, but. Um, oh, I appreciate it. It's, it's pretty awesome. Golf's a, a wild ride. And, uh, you know, I thought what yeah. Tony said, I played a lot with Tony, um, on that, uh, national pro together and, you know, seeing yeah. him finally kind of breaking through, like everybody is saying, like, is pretty awesome to watch. And you can see that how comfortable all of a sudden he is and just the difference, the way someone carries themselves when they do start making a couple of putts and, uh, you know, it's, I think it's, like I said earlier, it's the game that keeps all of us playing. You know, it's cool because, you know, all four of us could always play together. You meet people along the way. I mean, it's a journey 
whether you're playing by yourself, you're with people, you're, you're experiencing different parts of the world. I mean, you know, telling my kids, you know, that are eight, you know, and four, but, you know, I'm showing him on the map. I'm like, Hey, you know, I went down to South America and I played here and, you know, I went to Chile yeah, and played there awesome. and, you know, Oh, well, Hey dad, we're going to take vacation. We're going to Colorado. I'm like, Oh, all right. I've been there 10 times. Like, how have you been everywhere? You know? So it's, um, it's definitely been a crazy ride. Obviously, uh, you know, everybody wants to do better in their own craft. So I'm yeah. trying to get better as everybody else's, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate the, uh, kind words and I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. We'll yeah. be, uh, we'll be following you and hopefully good luck to you this fall and Q school. And, um, we'll be happy to have you on if you want to come about, back on. So how about hey. one winner for this week's event? Who you got? Go ahead. Billy Horschel. What was that? Billy Horschel. You're going Billy Ho, huh? I got Siwoo Kim. I love Siwoo oh, Kim. Really? He's Siwoo. a past, a past champion. That. Past champion. He's been playing well recently. Um, I know a fun fact about Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim qualified for the PGA Tour when he was 17, got through Q School, gets his PGA Tour card, and then they're like, hey, you got to be 18. That's <laughs> on the nationwide tour. I'm sitting there playing with this kid on the nationwide tour. He's like, you know, he's not talking to anyone. He knew how to talk. I've talked to him quite a bit. Really nice kid. And his caddy's the man, too. It's uh, Johnny G's cousin. What's his face? Uh, Ranish. Brian Ranish has been caddying. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> I was going to go with a Corn Fairy grad this week. Honestly, I'm I'm pulling for Jaeger, man. I'm, I'm surprised. Um, oh, Steven Jaeger, you think he's going to... Back to back weeks he of had playing a great golf week last week, and I honestly, like I was saying, he's he's one of those guys where he comes down on a nationwide. He knows he's going to beat everyone's butt, and he kind of carries himself around like that, and he does, and he played really well. And I don't think he's had that. He's felt that on the PGA yet, and I think last week yeah. might have been his first taste, and I think he could be a. I like it. And he can get hot. I mean, he would he shoot fifty nine there, and did he shoot fifty nine in Utah or something a couple of years back? Uh, I think he might have done it in San Fran. Was it San Fran? I know he Wilcox shot. I know he shot fifty nine. I mean, Wilcox he can, he can get hot there. real fast. And and Sedgefield, well, you've played there. You played there three years ago. I yeah. played there. Was my first PJ Tour event. Um, oh, actually, I know we want to wrap this thing up, but I do want to hear your take on this golf course real quick. I mean, it's. It's a, like an open canvas. Like it's easy for guys to make birdies here. It's a par 70, both par fives. You can get to them and it's a bunch of short par fours. It's like a birdie fest. I mean, it's and guys, anybody's ball game. You could be long hitter. You could be short hitter. It doesn't matter, but that's, I mean, hard not to bet Webb Simpson. I was texting with Paul uh, last week because I told him I was coming up to do the Monday and I ended up not, but we were chit-chatting and I told him, Hey man, it's cool. I'll just let Webb win. I'll happily yeah. take second. He's like, LOL. But, you know, again, it's even the stuff I'm reading, you know, on Twitter, online, so many people are hyping him, you know, and it's yeah. just one of those things where, man, you, you got people generating that buzz around you. Like you feel that it's easy, you know, not yeah. easy to go play it, but you know, if you're struggling mentally and you know, people don't know it, but everyone's telling you, Hey, go fucking kick ass. You're like, I'm in. Um, and it's, it's his territory. Like this is, this is, I mean, North Carolina, this is where he grew up. I mean, hood. what an hour away in Raleigh. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're close to where he grew up. So he's, 
And he's got some good vibes coming into this tournament. I know he hasn't been playing that great as of late, but he knows this golf course better than anybody. I tell you who did play great there. Was that last year? Was Oppenheim? Or was it the year before? Rob. They didn't show him on Sunday. I was so pissed, and he was playing amazing. Rob is one of those sneaky guys. I mean, what a great dude. He can play He can play some great golf on some of the most random golf courses. And you're like – I mean, because – Rob is, you know, kind of like you were talking, like he, 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 he can drive. He doesn't hit, he doesn't hit 350, but he, he can hit it pretty long in play. He's a good ball striker. He's a good putter, good chipper. Like he does everything just pretty good, just good enough to like, he's always relevant. You know, that's, that's my experience playing with, with Rob. Like he, he doesn't do anything that's going to wow you, but he is always in the mix. I had a, a tournament a guy that ran a mini tour years ago. I'll keep their names off this. Cause they wouldn't be happy when they told me they played with Russell Knox and they were like, <laughs> nothing impressed me. I'm like, really? Like he just drove it down the middle, knocked it on the green, made a couple putts. And I'm like, uh-huh. That's, that's pretty good. Ball. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, sure enough, he's played <laughs> great since I'm like, yeah, Russell sucks on there. Just like, dude, stop. I'm like, just saying, man, like, you know, different <laughs> ways to get it done. I just, I think it's Sedgefield. Uh, I, I think it's open canvas. Like you said, I think it's anybody's yeah. ball game. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll okay, see. Did you make a pick? Uh, I got, I'm, I'm going to say Russell Henley. He's been playing pretty good as uh, of late. Uh, I shouldn't say all, the, all the sharks are all over him this week. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm going to give him a shot. He's playing good golf. Um, I've got a couple other names on my list here. Uh, Siwoo, I think he's going to play play well. Uh, JT Poston, eighty two hundred bucks on DraftKings. This is his territory. I mean, he grew he's up in past North Carolina, from Western Carolina, yeah. past champ. Like he likes this place. He can get hot real fast. I've played with JT quite a bit early on in his career, and um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll throw his name in the in the hat. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what he does, but yeah, I've got, I've got a couple other names on this list that are maybe not as worthy, but we'll see what happens. Uh, last, last event for the playoffs. So, and last year to get 125 into the playoffs next year, it's only going to be 70. So that might get uh, back to that. Top 200 is a big thing to watch. My boy, Chris Nagel, who's been Monday and his ass, ass off. off. Yeah. Chris. Yeah, dude. Love Chris. Saw him up at the open. Um, yeah, dude. He's right there. Obviously he saw, he missed by one today, doubled his first hole out of the block. Oh. Uh, oh. But you know, he's going to be watching it. I saw Rick lamb. No one's talking about Rick lamb either. Rick lambs right there next to him um, has enough points, I think to get in. So that top 200 is something people don't know about. Cause if you get, you know, 199 on the points list FedEx, you get to go to the corn Ferry finals. You only have to finish if you finish solo tenth. That's probably good enough for a PJ Tour card. Also, PJ Tour card. It's incredible. It's it's kind of. I was uh, trying to explain that. I was trying to explain that uh, a couple of years ago. I, I was playing in a PJ Tour event and I was like fifteenth going into the weekend. This was in Mayakoba. That was probably six or seven years ago. But it, had I finished, had I finished the weekend like seventy one seventy like. 300 par, not nothing, nothing crazy. That would have given me a top 10 finish. 
which would give would have given me enough FedEx Cup points, like yeah. as a non-member, to qualify for the 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 web finals yep. or corn fairy finals now. And it would have guaranteed me a corn fairy card. And and if I finished in the top 75, I would I would have gotten a PJ Tour card from one top 10 finish on the PJ Tour. That's what's that's crazy. I mean, that's yeah, I was insane. saying in um I played a lot the last two years with Sahith. Not a lot, but you know, I think I got paired together with him maybe like five or six times. Um, and he was Monday in for corn fairies, but he was getting all the PGA exemptions. And then boom, yeah, he finished 199 on seven starts. You know, and then he played on the corn ferry, but he had no chance because he had only had a few starts with us. And I just said to people, I go, dude, if this kid gets into these playoffs, like, over. he's going to play good. And sure enough, boom, he got his PGA Tour card. People don't even know who the hell he is. And I'm like, no, this kid's this kid's legit. Like, trust me. You know, it's like, who the heck? And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, he's legit. So kind no, of a no, backdoor no. way into getting a PGA Tour card that most yeah. fans don't know about is this uh, – um, non-member FedEx cup points getting in the top 200. So yeah, the, uh, no, I, the, there's a lot, most people don't know about that, that whole setup and, and yeah. the non-member points and that, that whole setup and how it all works. And it's, it's kind of crazy because they don't, there's no, they don't publish it. They don't let people know when you're a non-member, how many points you have. So there's no way to know, like say there's a college kid that, that graduates in May and gets, you know, five starts in the summer yeah, they don't they don't document that, so you don't know like, hey, actually, this guy's he's he's in he he's yeah. he's earned his PGA Tour card or he's he's into the the Corn Ferry Finals. Like they they don't let anybody know, which is kind of a which is not cool. Like the whole point, like we've talked about earlier, is like let's let's try to let's try to um, you know market these these young players and and show off how incredible they are, you know, and they they they're not doing it yet, but maybe they will, maybe they will. We'll see. But anyway, not to get Mike too riled up here. <laughs> it's just Jay getting long-winded again. Um, uh, it's easy. It's easy. Two so, bourbons and I'm ready to go. Um, it's going to take our listeners a week to listen to this podcast. It's so long. But uh, again, Andy, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Feel free to come on here whenever you want, as long as we don't talk live. And we'll all be good. <laughs> So, love it. Thank you, guys, man. It was fun. All right, Pope, Thank you, it, Best man. of luck, Thanks, man. Buddy. Finish, finish the year strong. Good luck at Q School. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be pulling for you. I'll, I'll star your name on uh, the the PJ Tour website. So, go get it. Get me in there. Love it, man. Yeah, Thanks, buddy. Guys. Yeah, Thanks, Andy. Cheers, later, man. Cheers.